Get ready for Big Earl's Hot Skillet Podcast. My nose is crooked, my hair's about gone. My belly's been hanging over my belt too long. I can hardly hit high notes in this song, and I'm horny. I can't dance, and I fart all the time. Ran all five women, and I ain't lying. Whatever I sell, nobody's buying, and I'm lazy. Hey, I'm dumbass, crazy as hell, sleeping all day in a cheap hotel. Playing at night, drinking sick, laying in bed, stroking my dick. Got no gout, give me no poke. I can't buy cause I'm flat broke, but I'm living the life of a country singer. Big Earl's Hot Skillet is a podcast where my buddies and I play funny songs and tell crazy stories about being in the music business. Actually, we'll talk about any damn thing if it's funny enough. We're only here to bring culture to the masses. Let's get this thing started. That's right, baby. You are listening to Big Earl's Hot Skillet, and I'm with my two main men right here, Trip Hendricks and Brandon Parnell. How you boys doing today? You feeling good today? I'd be doing a lot better if I wasn't looking at Trip's sandals with socks. Oh, he got the... Oh, hey, God. hey, Jesus wore sandals, okay? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he had a tough time getting he, his hands on some socks like that. Though. He probably clipped his damn toenails every now and then. <laughs> Those are tube socks, okay? Everybody can't afford tube socks. Trip don't have toenails. Those are fucking talons. Well, talons. When you have to shimmy up a tree and shake a coon out, you've got to have your toenails <laughs> oh, be able shit. to set them in the bar. Here we go, trying to get in a damn podcast and do some serious shit, and you're talking about your damn toes and shit. What do you do to this? What have you done today, Kurt? You do anything worth a damn day. Tell me how your day is going. Well, let me tell you what this morning is. I was having my morning coffee. I looked outside. And my That's little... a nice story. Let's <laughs> shut up. <laughs> my lovely wife, Angie, had the weed eater out weed eating the grass at a little after 7 this morning, after 29 years of marriage. And Ooh. I know it, and it was a little... I tapped on the... I told her, I said, keep it down. I'm trying to have my damn coffee. Yeah, my ass. <laughs> well, then you woke up, bitch. Yeah. Do, do you tell her, make sure you keep the deck height lower for that zoysia? Well, I told her, I said, when you get into St. Augustine, don't trim it so, so low. low. <laughs> hey, Trip, I want you to go right into the story where you were talking about when you got a damn vasectomy and you walked into the doctor's office and made you put the feet up in her stirrups and all that shit. Just like a woman. You buy, so I, I put my feet in the stirrup. Right. Oh, so he, how'd she get he, it cleaned up? Did she bring a bush hog in the damn room? <laughs> she had a weed eater. She <laughs> had Angie's weed eater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Head trimmer. <laughs> so I uh, got everything ready to rock and roll. And the doctor came in and he clipped one side about like he was supposed to. And he started pulling on the other side. And he said, oof. Can't hardly get this other side like I'm supposed to. And I said, I, I'm I, I'm good, Doc. Go ahead. Well, I thought there was a six-year-old oh, thinking I was a jungle gym down there pulling on it. And I was like, whoa. He said, I, I just can't get this one. Me have to get it next time. I said, Doc, there ain't going to be no damn next time. I can tell you that. You either get it now or we're done. Wait, was he, he under the impression that you actually had testicles? Well, he, he did because when I tell you he was pulling on them, I felt like my scrotum was down about mid-thigh. And... uh Anyway, he finally said, oh, I got it. I said, oh, thank God. If you didn't, I was fixing to puke on your head. And anyway, <laughs> I went home. And it was the first time I'd really had any good drugs. And I told Angie, I said, I don't need any of those pain pills. Just get me a 12-pack and I'll be all right. So I had me a 12-pack sitting in a chair. And I said, I'm, I, I need a little something to, you know, get this, this pain to subside a little bit. So she said, well, take one of these. And I don't even know what it was. And she handed it to me now. Swallowed it with a beard. I'd had about five or six. And in a minute, I got to looking around, and I thought, 
is my butt on the chair? I felt like I was levitating. <laughs> I was like, good God almighty, I feel so much better. Well, let me ask you this. You didn't take them all? You still got any? I know a friend who hurts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we could, yeah, I got a couple of, I got a baseball. Well, what was the, the bad part is the next day my buddy Todd, Todd came up here and he said, hey, Stacy wants me to have one of these. Uh, was it that bad? And I said, it's pretty bad. I said, it was for me. I said, uh, it, it was a little pain involved. So I went in there to pee, and I just <laughs> dropped my pants around my ankles because I said, I, I won't let everything breathe. Well, Todd comes in there like a five-year-old and peeks around the corner and looks at me, and my whole scrotum's purple. Oh, my God. Oh, God. He said, oh, oh, hell no. Oh. She's getting her tubes tied. He ain't pulling on me like that. And I said, it, it was not good for me. But anyway, I took they one for the team. Well, well, let me ask plant. you this. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, so, so when you go back in there, then you had to go back here and there and give them a damn sample. A yeah. sperm specimen. Yeah. Specimen. So you had to go in there and do that by yourself? Because I couldn't do it. I had to do it ahead of time. They, they, sent, us the, they sent us a cup home. And I told Angie, I said, if you want that batch, you better whip it up yourself and carry it to him because I ain't going to do it. Was it like a ramekin? Like the shit your mayonnaise comes in? Hell yeah. Well, all right. All right. So, so here, here, here's my condensed version of my vasectomy. So I go to some place that I didn't know anybody. I walk in there and I knew somebody. Knew the nurse. Go in there. We get on the table, do all that shit. Go back. And I thought, what the hell? Because I'm a grower, not a shower. And uh, I know the feeling. Yeah, yeah. Speak I'm for in yourselves. There. So they, it didn't hurt or anything. I mean, they did me. I'm feeling good. No child support. Boo! Who's your daddy? <laughs> Cut them bitches. Cut them bitches off. And so we get that, get it done. I go home. I just started dating Jamie. So I'm at her house, and she's at working at the hospital, and I'm laying in her bed. And uh, we went and bought a bunch of peas, frozen peas. They said, buy some peas and put, yeah. them, on, put them on your boys down there. Yep. So she went and bought a bro- bunch of frozen shit. Put it on my balls and feeling pretty good. Had a few drugs. She came home at lunch, checked on me. And when she pulled back, the, back that sheet, my balls were black and blue as a motherfucker. I mean, I mean, my everything was blue. Purple. My balls, yeah, they're going to fall the fuck off. And I'm trembling. Oh, Lord, Jesus, oh, Lord, Jesus, help me, Jesus, help me, Jesus. And I'm looking at my thighs are black and blue and purple. And she's screaming and I'm screaming. My dick's falling off. My dick's falling off. And I look down at the damn bed and the damn white sheet is purple. Wow. Yeah, and I look down at she put fucking blueberries on my balls and motherfuckers <laughs> melted. <laughs> and I had blueberries all over the damn place. Oh. How about shit my pants? All right, so I don't want a blueberry muffin for breakfast. <laughs> don't get get peas. Go, get, you get, just start buying peas. shit. As a what, I, what are the prefer, preferred peas for a vasectomy? Is it e- English English or, peas? Are we talking about zipper peas? Or no, I don't know. The, 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 little, the little round, not blueberries, not little blueberries. round English peas, which I don't eat those. They're like China berries. I, I eat Lassour. Pitiful. I know a lot of people here have a lot of culture, <laughs> and apparently your family had enough money to whack off the extra skin on the end of your dick when you were born. But I wasn't circumcised because we were short on cash. So I wrote this song. Yeah, when I was young in school and had to go pee, all of the other boys would look and laugh at me. Their winners were so pretty Cut and trim 
I wish my wiener dog looked a little more like them. But I wouldn't circumcise. My mama didn't want to spend the money. Mine always stays inside. It only pops out when I get horny. Let me hear from all the circumcised some bitches in the house. <laughs> me and my girlfriend, late one night, we both decided that the time was right. She said I took her places that she's never been. I think it was that extra skin dangling off the end. Cause I Circumcised My mama didn't want to spend the money Now I swell up with pride Got a little something extra for my honey oh, oh, let's talk about poem for a second So we all know your smash hit, Poontang on a Pontoon. Oh, yeah, that's huge. Everyone oh, knows your smash hit. Oh. It yeah. It's almost as big as Don't Bring Herpes Home for Christmas, but, yeah, yeah, but we're not. speaking about Poontang on a Pontoon. So can you give me a little insight on how, how that song came about? Did you actually have any Poontang on a Pontoon? Well, Tripp and Brandon, i tell you right now, I'm, I'm quite a bit older than you guys, and I can tell you, I've had more game and pulled more poon than you some bitch will ever pull in your whole lifetime. And I'm just, I'm not bragging. No, 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 no. no. I'm just telling you. You, you sound I'm like Joe Biden. You, I ask you a specific you. question, bitch. Huh? Have you ever had poontane on the pontoon? Huh? Yeah. You know the yeah. deal. Yeah. What? What? Yeah. What was I talking about? Yeah, you ever right. <laughs> Yeah, well, hell yeah, I've had, dude, I've had Poontang on a jet ski, Poontang on a paddleboard. You ain't had nothing on a jet ski. Okay, maybe I haven't, but I've thought about it. You thought about it. I've had sex on a jet ski, not with a partner, but I've had sex (laughs) numerous times. So the way the Poontang on a pontoon song came about, I was down in Orange Beach, Alabama, down here where we all live and work, saw a pontoon come up with a bunch of Poontang on it, and I thought, Poontang on a pontoon. Mm. And now I'm making hundreds of dollars every year. So it wasn't actually about something that you achieved prior in life. See, I thought so all that you stuff you just said was complete bullshit. Yeah, you didn't have that big old hairy Louisiana ass coming back on the pontoon or anything like that? Well, you know, I... <laughs> Almost? <laughs> in your mind. Oh. Uh, you know what? If a hater's going to fucking hate... Can't help I it. found out I have some oh. artistic credibility. Uh, credibility. I will say this. I will say this. I do have game for a man my age. I have game. For, for a man now, have I actually age. pulled any poontang on a pontoon? Mm. You ain't never owned a pontoon. That that's right. See, I'm on, I'm on my third <laughs> that's one. That's my bad. So so when I tell you I've had poontang on the pontoon, I have had poontang. Whatever. <laughs> Day. Big pontoon loaded up with beer 
plan on having sex as soon as we left the pier I'm heading toward the past, spanking that ass Got the throttle pushed down You then heard the gas, I'm getting poontang on a pontoon Into soon, getting poontang on the pontoon. I said, Hell yes, baby, I'm the man. I looked up, hell, I couldn't see land. Ten foot waves that started to panic. We're filling up with water faster than the Titanic. I'm heading back toward the past, painting that big old hairy Louisiana ass. Throttle push down. What? You let her the gas hitting poontang on the pontoon. Yeah, I've been drunk since before noon. Taking little blue pills so I don't end too soon. Getting poontang on the pontoon. Welcome back to Big Earl's Hot Skillet. Trip Hendricks here with Brandon Parnell and Big Earl. Ernie. Are you still considered Big Earl even after you were recircumcised? Uh, yes, I believe I am. I'm just a moderately sized Earl. <laughs> you know, I know. Could, could, I don't know. If we want to tell that story, but I got to. Everybody would love to hear about you the rose. No, uh, I'm not here. No, we already talked about circumcision and shit. I'm tired of talking about my damn dick. Now, I, <laughs> well, not not everybody was uncircumcised oh, and have their foreskin look like a rose. <laughs> I was, dude. I had an uncircumcised <laughs> dick till I was 45 years old, and then it started hurting. Later on, I mean, my skin was getting tight, and it was hurting when it when it got hard. And so I went to the doctor, and he said, when you get older, your skin gets thinner, and it pulls. And I thought, I thought my dick is getting bigger. So I went to another doctor, yeah, right. and he confirmed what the first one said. Yeah. So I went ahead and got my dick cut, and... and uh, my new wife liked it pretty. It's a it's a German cut. It's a very good. Your shit was like a grub worm wearing a turtleneck, wasn't it? <laughs> I could pull the end of that skin up and look like a damn rose petal on the end of that something. Like fourteen pounds of extra meat hanging off in that something. Grown up in Arkansas, the ladies love that. Love it. Love it. Tell yeah. me this. Yeah, I, you remember Leo? You remember Leo? Leo wanted, well, y'all were going to do something with so your, we with, get with there. The, yeah, I get there at the OR and I tell the doctor, I knew him, I said, doctor, here's the deal. My buddy Leo has a house on the water in Orange Beach, Alabama. And I said, uh, we want to know if you can, when you cut the end of my dick off, my skin, if you could put it in a jar because we want to go trout fishing off a duck. <laughs> 
I can assure you he's never had anybody ask that before. He said, you're going to have about 20 pounds of damn paperwork to sign out for that shit. So. Yeah. And he probably said, uh, that wouldn't be the first time this skin caught a mud cat. <laughs> Bottom feeder. Oh. That's a crazy shit. All right, let's quit talking about the dicks. What were you going to talk about earlier when we were on break? You said about the... Uh, Help me. Oh, Branson shit. Oh, I, I wanted to hear... Uh, the the story about the 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 good looking little girl that was playing with y'all that night in Branson. Do oh, tell. Yeah. Well, now first of all, this is outside of Branson at a place called Dog Patch USA. Sorry. Right. Yeah, right. They had I played five thirty minute shows a day, Monday through Friday, two hundred dollars a week, baby. We we're making the bones. Ooh, give now, us a rundown. The intro. What did you used to say? Hey, welcome to Dog Patch USA, home of little Abner Daisy May. We're gonna make your day. This yeah. place sounds like my oh, version of hell. Oh, it was like it was brutal. Sounds like a tourist trap. Yeah, and uh, Tear. so anyway, Tear. They, they had a bluegrass show one night down at Harrison, Arkansas, outside of Branson. So my band and I go down there, and and we're playing, and they had a bluegrass festival. Afterward, people sitting around a campfire and shit, and we're playing guitars and all that. And this girl was singing her ass off and playing a fiddle like some. Oh, gosh, she was great. So I went up to her and said, hey, uh, where are you from? And she told me. And I said, uh, what's your name? What's your sign? Yeah. What's your, what's your I birthday? Said, yeah, what's your sign? What's your wrist tattoo? Bobby Versailles? <laughs> and I said, uh, look here, I do five 30-minute shows a day. I'm in charge of that whole shit. <laughs> I, I'm the man. Yeah. I can get you $200 a week. You know. Ooh. And uh, she said, oh, thank you so much. I'm sort of busy. I'm sort of working. I said, that's uh 30 minutes later, I kept listening to her and said, no, hell no. I said, look here, I can get you 225. <laughs> I said, five 30-minute shows a day. I said, you'll kill it. I said, you're really good. She said, thank you so much. 30 minutes more went by. Okay, listen. I know the dude that makes the big money decision. 250 a week as much as I'm making. I can hook you up. And she was so nice. Finally, my guitar player just... Knocked the fuck out of him and said, shut the fuck up. That's Allison Krauss. <laughs> My bad. I was unaware I, I of it. I knew she was good. So yeah. Did you offer two seventy five? No, no. I, we, I, my budget was gone. <laughs> 250 was the limit. Real men are a bunch of pigs. Damn right you heard me say it. Well, young, old, half dead or breathing, we're gonna lay it with some sorry some bitches. We don't have a clue. We're programmed to screw up. Hey, that's what men do. Well, a friend of mine named Leo lived on down the road. Got caught with his neighbor making love on the commode. He's wearing a cowboy hat. I remember till this day. He would jiggle and handle, singing yippee-tie. Well, men are a bunch of pigs, damn right you heard me say it. Well, young, old, half dead or breathing, we're gonna lay it. We some sorry some bitches, we don't have a clue. We're programmed to screw up, hey, that's what men do. Watch you little pigs, let me hear you one time. I 
got caught last week with somebody else I was taking a bubble bath and touching myself When my wife walked in, I couldn't help but stare As she watched her sister coming up for air All men are bunch of pigs, them right you heard me say Yeah, young old half-dead breathing, we gon' lay it We some sorry some bitches we don't have clue We're programmed to screw up Hell, that's what men do And we are back with Big Earl's Hot Skillet Segment number 69 Feeling fine and shining uh, so, Brandon, you have worked at Floribama for a long time. We have over 5,000 musicians that play there every year. On top of that, we've had some big-name acts come in on the beach. Everybody from, I mean, Kenny Chesney did a show there, 40,000 people. And then we have uh, people just starting out in their career. Uh, is there anyone that you have booked there that a little demanding when they shouldn't be that demanding? Or a little bit of, how can I say this? Asshole prick. Is it impolite to talk about people in the room with you? Yeah, well, I was just going to say, don't, don't bring Jack up in this. Yeah. Oh, uh, dude, you are you you could be. You absolutely could be. I mean, you know, you are a flagship artist, period. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you, mm-hmm. you the man. I'm going to go ahead and publicly put it out there. You the man. I used to be the man. I used to be the man. I agree. Well, I know for a fact. Said the same I thing. don't want to say his name, but I know some artists that used to be something, and he really not nothing mm. no more. And he keeps wanting security. He wants all this. He wants 19 hotel rooms and condos. And how do you deal with that shit? You know, I just say no. <laughs> very, not, very, not, not today. Very, very Barbara Reagan <laughs> about me. Uh, no, I mean, at the end of the day, dude, yeah, if you, if you can make something happen, we try to make stuff happen for everybody. You know? Yeah. But when when your shit gets a little outlandish, it's, it's you know, at, at some point in time, we got to pump the brakes and, and, you know, start painting a picture of reality. Gosh, I remember when I did a few shows playing guitar for David Allen Cole, and he'd go in there and say, uh, want the air conditioner off. It'd be damn August in Memphis playing at a biker bar, and he wouldn't go on off the bus on stage until they turned off the air conditioning because it hurt his voice. <laughs> what the? F- yeah. Guitar Try- players so have all, a heat All stroke. that drinking and cigarettes didn't hurt his voice, but the yeah. air conditioner would. Yeah, you don't want to do a piss off a bunch of damn drunk bikers in the middle of August out there in Memphis. Well, especially Memphis, when they're getting Tennessee. ready for a nice bit of hand magic. You know, that there may be something. <laughs> he used to do magic on <laughs> There may be something to that, though, because that last gig I went with you to in Mississippi, you were fine, and we got outside around the pool playing that birthday party, private gig, and two songs, and you sounded like shit. But, but that's what I was going for. That's what they paid me. Well, they pay accordingly. Do you want shit? <laughs> it was for two hundred dollars. I sound good. <laughs> you know what was funny? I told him. He said, "Man, my voice." He said, "I sound like shit." I said, "Pretty much." But I said, "If you'll sing your own stuff, nobody'll know the damn difference." I said, "Just don't, you know, do the trilogy or something like that. Well, and you'll well, be fine." Well, here's the thing. Most of the songs I write are about banging animals. Right. And relationships with kin folks and shit like that. They so don't know don't what, have, what yeah. key you're supposed to be on yeah, anyway. Yeah, you, don't, you, you, don't. you just sing about things you know. You write about things you know, you right? Right. Yeah. Let, me tell, let me tell you one of my favorite songs. And we're, I'm going back to Rusty again. I love Rusty McHugh. He played Florida for years. And I used to love his songwriting. And I, and I love talking about songwriters. And, it, and part of this show is going to be that. 
we're evolving. But I tell you right now, Rusty wrote a song that is probably one of the most beautiful songs I've ever I've ever heard. It's it's touching, and it's about being married to a wonderful lady. And the song is called "What the Fuck Were We Thinking?" <laughs> <laughs> I remember when we first met. What a magical night. We was made for each other Why it was love at first sight We thought if we liked a little That we'd surely love a lot So we blew out those party lights And decided to tie the knot What the fuck were we thinking When we said I do We had a good freedom too what the fuck were we thinking lord we must have been a drinking when we said i do yeah not just one more semester and you'd have had your degree you made me quit the rock and roll band now they on mtv now just look at this beer gut Check out the ass on you. <laughs> or maybe kids is what we need to make all our dreams come true. What the fuck were we thinking when we said I do? We had a good thing going, baby, me and you. You can't buy a bunch of reefer. Shoes. Was that crack we were smoking when the vows was a spoken? God, I wish I knew. Ooh, ooh, yeah. gonna do it for Big Earl's Hot Skillet and we hope to see you for the next episode. See ya, bitches!